you may have realized that being healthy feels different than it did in the past now that you're over 50. If you want to maximize your health potential but don't have time to read through overwhelming pages of Google links, this is the show for you. Welcome to Healthy Tips After 50. We love doing the research, finding solutions, talking to health experts, and learning what works and what doesn't. Now, your host. She spent the last 25 years dedicated to feeling her best and is here to share her best findings with you, Susan Rosen. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Susan Rosen, and my guest today is a orthopedic and sports physical therapist, and his name is Rick Olderman. I hope I didn't. Did I get that right? You got it right. Okay, good. And um, really happy to have him here because um, as we were just chatting about before I turned on the record, is that these kinds of things and the the what he's learned in 25 years in this in this business um, is that people have a lot of aches and pains and um, and as you get older and over 50 they tend to be even more recurrent <laughs> in your life so welcome Rick I'm really happy to have you here thanks for having me Susan appreciate it yeah. So tell us just a little bit more kind of about your practice and why, how and why you got into doing physical therapy. Sure. Uh, I, I began, you know, over 25 years ago and uh, I had uh, back pain of my own back then and uh, I'd gone to a physical therapist a couple of times, helped, but it came back and I was in the process of uh, going into PT school. So I thought this kind of doubled my uh desire to see what the insider secrets were to back pain. And uh, what I learned in, and, and prior to that, I had some idea that my, what, that something I was doing was causing my back pain, right? It seems intuitive, but in PT school, that was not, it was not taught like that. Basically with in PT school, they break things down into components. If you have back pain, mm-hmm. here are the structures that are probably irritated, torn, you know, whatever. And so we drill down and we treat these specific structures. And this isn't just for PT school, it's medicine in general. You know, in Western medicine, our model is that we need to identify the structure that is, that is damaged. And we have a million tests and scans to figure that out. But there's not one test that is designed to tell you why that tissue is damaged. Mm. And that was what I was missing, I felt, from PT school. And I had this haunting feeling that I wasn't prepared to be a PT. Because I didn't understand the whys behind anything. I was just uh-huh. taught the that's, that, 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 that is damaged. And yeah. that kind of bore out in my first job after PT school. I was just, I considered myself a miserable failure. And any injury that was over three months old, any remotely chronic, I, I didn't understand why that was happening. And acute injuries, yeah, that's what we were taught in PT school. But chronic injuries, we weren't really taught how to look at this differently than this component Mm, thinking. mm. And if you have chronic injuries, it's definitely something that is, uh, it's what I call systems thinking. You need Mm -hmm. to have an an understanding of the body as a system and how Mm -hmm. everything works together. Mm -hmm. And you would think this would have been taught in PT school, but even today, you know, I've had a clinic for 10 years and I've trained lots of therapists to work at Uh my clinic. Not one of them has been trained in a systems approach to solving pain. Mm -hmm. It's all component thinking. 
And I understand that, you know, there's a national board exam that you have to pass to mm, become a okay. physical therapist. Okay. So they have to train people according to that national board exam. But mm-hmm. in the process of doing that, we're missing a big piece of why pain is happening and how to solve it. And so that's what I've been figuring out these last 25 years and developed this systems approach to solve uh-huh. pain. Oh, interesting. Okay. Okay. Can you tell us a little bit more about that systems yeah, approach? I, I sure can. Um, so I'll, I'll even, it's easiest if people feel the systems approach. So I'm going to just take okay. you through a couple little easy things to do. Most okay. people listening probably have back pain. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's really common. And so I'm going to take everyone through a little test. And, and this will help you understand one of the fundamental reasons why you're having back pain and actually what you're doing that's contributing to your back pain. Okay. So, uh, and I find it better that if, that rather than just listen to me, actually do this test, because if Uh-oh. you feel the truth in your body, uh-huh. then you know it. But if yeah. you just listen to me and say, oh yeah, that makes sense. In five minutes, you're not going to remember what we uh, talked about and it, it won't have any importance in your life. So okay. here we go. Does that mean I have to stand up? No, you don't have to. Good. I'm, I'm okay. more talking to your <laughs> listeners, but if you want to okay, do this, good. Susan, you don't even have <laughs> well, to we'll watch see. me. You don't even have to watch me while I'm, you know, oh, no, while we do okay. this test. No, no. So what we're going to have you do, everyone do is just lie down on the floor with your legs straight. Uh, okay. All right. And on a firm surface, it's preferable. If you have a couch or a bed, you know, that's okay too. You'll probably feel it, but you'll feel it more, this test more Mm. with a a firm surface. Okay. So we're going to lie down here for 20 or 30 seconds. And I want you just to feel what your back feels like in this position. Uh, All right. And now what we're going to do is we're going to bend your knees. So your feet are flat on the floor. Okay. And we're going to compare the two. Does your back feel better with your legs straight or with your knees bent? And if you don't notice a difference, then go ahead and you're exactly right. And those of you you listening, (laughs) if, if you don't feel a difference then hug your knees to your chest, And then you see, you know, check there too. So you're absolutely right, Susan, knees bent. And 99% of the people listening to this podcast right now with back pain will say the same. And so if you straighten out your legs again, you'll then notice what your, what is the difference between the two positions for your back? So with your legs straight, you might notice that your back seems a little bit more arched off the floor. Mm. And with Mm. your knees bent, you feel like your back is flatter to the floor. Mm-hmm. So you're not though having back pain because your back is too arched or that your or that your back needs to be flatter. Mm-hmm. Really what we're doing is when your legs are straight there are forces coming from your legs acting on your pelvis and back okay. that are causing your back to experience more of an arch force. Uh-huh. And when we bend the knees we remove those forces and your back uh-huh. resumes the shape that it wants to be in. That's why it feels so much better. Okay. So that's the first okay. part of the test. So the second mm-hmm. part is now stand up and listen to the rest of the podcast. And so most of you listening will likely notice that after a minute or two of standing, that you're locking your knees straight. Especially okay? women. Especially yeah. women. So uh, I don't know about women versus men, but I know it's very common, you know, for both sexes. Uh-huh. And so uh, what I would say is now, if your knees are locked straight, I want you to feel what your back feels like right now. And now what I'd like you to do is unlock your knees and feel what your back feels like then. And if you don't notice a difference, I want you now to lock your knees again, and you'll notice what just happened to your back when you locked it. And I imagine, Susan, you can imagine what just happened to the back when when you locked your knees. Did it arch more? Did it arch less when your knees are locked? It It arches more. 
yeah, it arches more in the wrong yes. in the wrong direction. Right. So on the floor, we discovered that your back feels better when there are forces removed from making that back arch more. Mm-hmm. And now we've just found that when you stand for more than a minute or two, you tend to lock your knees straight, which is arching yeah. your back more. So this is what I've, this is just a little thing that I figured out mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. over the last 25 years is these kinds of habits that we're doing that are causing pain. So if you simply unlock your knees when you're standing and walking, yeah. Yeah. if you think about taking 10,000 steps a day, that's 10,000 hammers you've just removed from your back, right? Because every time yeah. you lock your knees, you're yeah. causing your back to arch and mm-hmm. arching your back hurts your back. So mm. this though is an unconscious behavior. Yeah. And so it doesn't rise to our brain's awareness that this is something that we should address, that it's linked to our back pain right. because it's a natural behavior. And so what we're assuming is that our natural behaviors are mm-hmm. therefore good behaviors, mm-hmm. but they mm-hmm. are not just as you just found out with knee locking yeah. when you're standing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's a little example. So this, uh, in fact, and this isn't just something to say, oh, that's interesting. Believe it or not, I solve a lot of back pain just by getting people to oh, unlock their sure. knees. It's a, sure. huge, it's a huge hammer on the back. And there yeah. are many other hammers that people are doing throughout the day that oh, are causing sure. other aches and pains throughout their body. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the, the thing is, as well, and you being a male probably would not have seen this, is that women and girls are taught to stand with their knees locked, right? And to push the pelvis out. I'll tell you another you thing. You know, you watch all the models and stuff walking around. Mm-hmm. That's how oh, they yeah. walk around. Oh, it hurts me to watch them. So yeah. uh, here's another thing that uh-huh. uh, causes more women to have back pain associated with this is that, especially if you uh, bore children. Mm-hmm. So well, when women become pregnant, yeah. when women become pregnant, the uh-huh. weight of the, of the fetus uh-huh. is pulling the belly forward and causing the back to arch more. And it causes okay. the pelvis to tilt forward more, which then okay. reinforces that. Ah. And because of that extra weight, women gradually start to lock their knees because it conserves mm-hmm. energy. Yeah. When your knees are unlocked, you have that to use your sense. muscles to hold you up. And when your uh-huh. knees are locked, now your joints yeah. are holding. So it's a lot easier to stand. Well, what happens though, after that baby is born, you don't unlearn that bad habit that you just learned. And so that stays yeah. with you now because, yeah. yeah. well, frankly, you're well, carrying especially now if you a bigger, have more than one. Well, yeah. And you're carrying a bigger child, right? Because you're carrying yeah. on your hip or you're carrying, in oh, your, no, you know, whatever. So yeah. now you're locking your knees and that becomes more of an ingrained behavior leading to set you up for more back pain. Mm-hmm. So there's another yeah. example. Yeah. So yeah. what, what my approach is about is not only solving the habits that are mm-hmm. causing back pain, but because you're locking your knees, let's say mm-hmm. tight or weak muscles ensue because of that mm-hmm. behavior mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so what my approach is is not only just fixing the habit but you've got to solve the tighter weak muscles that have occurred because of that habit mm-hmm. and that restores mm-hmm. balance to the body and eliminates pain okay. it's as simple as okay. that yeah no that makes that makes perfect sense that makes perfect sense yeah it, it's interesting um the people typically men who i've seen um who don't do that are people are men who and and probably women as well but i haven't known as many um who played athletics basketball baseball whatever because they were taught to you know bend their knees 
and stick their butts out and uh, right and all of these things that are the more proper way to be standing because yeah. th they needed to be in that kind of a position to make a fast right left forward back right whatever That's you true. can't do that when your knees are locked and your back's mm -hmm. locked true yeah, yeah. And, and so and also but also one of the other things that contributes to this behavior is that as we get older we exercise less we gain we gain a few pounds mm -hmm. so we mm -hmm. just like that pregnant woman we start to mm -hmm. lock our knees more to help us oh, carry those okay. extra pounds too yeah so there's a lot of reasons for this type of behavior yeah. but that's just one small example for so those of you who have back pain just try unlocking your knees for the next three days and i can almost guarantee that you will reduce your back pain significantly so it's it's not a it's not a small tip it's a big it's a big thing that you have to change in order yeah. to feel better. So, yeah, yeah, pretty important. No, absolutely. And and it's one of those things I would think as well is that if you do do that, then you can see whether either A, you still have any back pain mm -hmm. and B, where that back pain actually is coming from. Exactly. Because you've, you've taken away this thing that kind of kind of mushes everything up. Yes. Right. Well, if if it reduces your back pain, you've learned a really important idea mm -hmm. that if I can reduce the things that are causing my back to arch, mm. then I can reduce my back pain. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Unlocking the knees is just one small, tiny thing, easy yeah. for anyone to do. You don't need any extra equipment or time right. to do it. Right. 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 So yeah. anyone can do that. And that will give you great insight as to what's behind your back pain. Yeah. Now, there's another pattern of issues that uh -huh. relates to back pain. And if you don't okay. mind, I'd like to go into that. Into oh that, yeah, that. sure. Okay. So um, is this gonna be on video? It is, well, part of it. Yeah, they're in a couple places, otherwise it'll be audio. So. Okay, so uh, we just learned that arching the back can cause excessive back pain. Okay, right? just, let me just, let me just tell everybody that he's showing us a skeleton mm -hmm. and moving it around. So if yeah. you really wanna see it, Go watch it where I have video, which is yeah. YouTube and my website. So let's say if you have unilateral back pain, pain, mm -hmm. pain on one side of the back, or uh -huh. you have sciatic pain in one leg, or you okay. have SI joint pain in one mm -hmm. hip, all mm -hmm. right? Usually that's because of another pattern that has developed in you. And that is that, uh, let's say the pain is on this side, the skeleton's right side here. Mm -hmm. So the skeleton's right hip is or pelvis is typically higher on that side. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. the rib cage is typically lower on that side. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I call this a side bending problem. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so okay. when a side bending problem occurs, you have more compression on the nerve roots exiting this side of the spine okay. that comprise the sciatic nerve. All right. So uh, the other thing that is going on is that um, this whole pattern is developing because of some old injury to the right yeah. leg somewhere. Okay. And this is really, uh, it's, it's actually kind of funny. Whenever I talk to people about, oh, you've got some, you've got a right side man problem. And yeah. I think you, it's due to some old injury in your right leg. They're like, I don't have any old injury in my right leg. I don't have, and, and so only after we then that forces me to go through the whole leg and figure out where the injury is. And there's like, oh, right, yeah. Oh, that knee, I forgot about that knee injury back in high school kind of thing. And oh. so, oh yeah, I tore my meniscus and I had to have it repaired, but you know. And yeah, so right. 
those nothing old, small, right? <laughs> well, well, this is this is the funny thing is because we're so trained not to think of old injuries mm. as contributing to our current pain. Ah. This is completely off of most people's radar. Okay. And so okay. even when I prompt them for their old yeah. injuries, that that connection is so vast between the old injury and the current pain that yeah. so many people can't even come up with it. So uh, trust me, if you have oh, this pattern in 99% <laughs> of the people, you'll, it'll mm -hmm. be because of an old injury on the same side. So uh -huh. ultimately to correct this pattern that may be causing your SI, SI joint pain, your sciatic pain, uh -huh. or your unilateral back pain, uh -huh. ultimately you're going to have to address whatever old injury is here and uh -huh. correct it. All right. Because uh, this pattern is happening because your brain has to do something to get you off of that injury. And the way it does that is hiking up the hip to get you off the leg. Okay. It's called a withdrawal reflex. We're all born with this and you can watch YouTube videos oh. of them. Okay. And it's a natural hardwired reflex in our body that through over time, we override with our prefrontal cortex because we can't go through life indiscriminately responding to reflexes, right? All, yeah. You know, every time we step on something, we can't just jerk our whole body up, right? Yeah. yeah. So our brain develops this, we tap into that old reflex to pull off, to get off an area of pain in the body. And this is why that area of pain doesn't hurt anymore is because the brain has done this. Right. So now, okay, I've solved that problem. I, right. th that knee doesn't hurt me anymore. Great. Right. But five or 10 years later, you've developed sciatic pain or SI joint pain or unilateral yeah. back pain because yeah. of that compensation pattern that is yeah. uh, unconscious on your part. Okay. Okay. And, and or started to make the other side hurt yeah. because yes. either, either you're putting more pressure on that side right. to compensate. Yeah. You'll develop an overuse issue on the other side. Yeah. Exactly. And so if you have some vulnerability in this side, now that's going to have pain. And so this will be addressed, but its relationship to the opposite side was never right. figured out because whoever the practitioner was, wasn't thinking from a system standpoint. They weren't right. looking at the whole, both sides of the system from rib cage yeah. to foot. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Which is, which is actually more normal, if you want to call it that, with, with practitioners, you know, from using more of the Eastern types of medicine they're much more into the whole look at the whole body yes um, they are they are they've bought into the idea that we operate as systems yeah. but even in eastern medicine i haven't encountered an eastern technique that in, understands the musculoskeletal system from that standpoint oh, okay okay and our, and how we move that's that's unusual yeah so eastern medicine is really good at you know for instance acupuncture internal uh, -huh. uh medicine issues uh -huh and so mm -hmm. forth. And, and of course, acupuncture can help with, you know, back pain and things like that. But it's not a, it's, that's addressing it from a meridian standpoint, not oh, from a musculoskeletal okay. standpoint. Okay. And so Interesting. the biomechanics of that pain aren't in, taken into consideration typically oh. with most acupuncture treatments. Okay. Okay. I am not an acupuncturist. Right. But those who I've talked to. Yeah biomechanics is not part of their training. It's, oh. it's the meridian system. Ah, okay. 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 Interesting. So, so that's basically how my yeah. approach works is understanding uh -huh. everything from a system standpoint. And yeah. of course, you're going to have to drill down and fix a particular issue, 
but you're always drilling in and then backing up again to see mm. how that's affecting the whole system again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. So is there a particular type of therapy that, that all of this falls under the systems kind of, well, or, it's, or it's, did you just develop it yourself? I developed it over these last 25 years. Wow. So it's all under the guise of physical therapy, but frankly, yeah. Susan, most people who get injured, I'm the last person they'll come and see, right? So they're going to they see go a personal doctor. trainer. Well, their doctor, but even then, they're going to go to the yeah. personal trainer first, the yoga mm -hmm. instructor, the Pilates instructor, their coach. All of those people are the first in line. Mm -hmm. And so those are the people who really need to understand this right? because they so much uh, inaccurate information is being dispensed out there about injuries why they're happening and how to solve them. Yeah. And so if those people could learn this system, uh -huh. then uh, I think that we could really get rid of a lot of chronic pain in, in the world. And so I've also created an online training program for yeah. health and wellness practitioners to okay. learn this way of looking at the body to okay. solve pain. Okay, great, great. Well, we'll have to get all that information afterwards and I'll put it in the show notes and stuff for okay. everyone. Um, and I guess you have well, a couple books as well. Yeah, I've written a, uh, written six books uh, about 10 years ago called the Fix New Series. They're available on Amazon, mm -hmm. and they're all designed to help people solve their own pain. There's one ah, for back pain, there's one for hip better. pain, you know, foot pain, and so forth. Uh -huh. However, I've owned a physical therapy clinic for the 10 years after I uh, wrote those books. And uh -huh. so what the physical therapy clinic, because I, I had such a high volume of people coming in, I, bet. I started to see that all of these things were happening in patterns. Okay. So it helped me narrow down that, oh, you've got back pain, but the same thing that's causing your back pain is causing someone else's sciatic pain. Ah. And that's also the same thing that's causing someone else's SI joint pain. Mm -hmm. So what I've learned over these last 10 years in my clinic is that I can, for instance, if you look at my back pain book on Amazon, I've got okay. maybe 80 different exercises in there, right? Because uh -oh. I'm yeah. trying to solve every little thing that could oh, possibly go wrong. Yeah. Right. But I, what I've learned is 99% of pain is caused by these three or four things, regardless of whether it's back, sciatic, SI joint, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so what I've done is I've created uh, downloadable home programs ah. that are much more specific, streamlined, and shorter. Uh, and faster okay. um, than what's in my books. And yeah. those, those as well as my online training program are on rickolderman.com, R-I-C-K-O-L-D-E-R-M-A-N.com. And if okay. you type in fixing you, all one word, F-I-X-I-N-G, you can okay. get 20% off of whatever you purchase there. Ah, okay. So, so while down, my books have been there. really helpful, uh -huh. uh, these downloadable home programs are uh -huh. more comprehensive yet simpler to use. Yeah, I would think so. So because yeah, because people, I could see where people have a real issue. Um, just because we're human, um, reading a book and trying to get it trying to use it. And apply yeah, well, it, I, right? I, I have created videos, I knew that. So I created yeah. videos associated with those books. So uh -huh. they could see me doing the exercises ah, very with smart. someone. And yeah. so because I wanted everyone to read the books and solve their pain. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. then I realized, uh, you know, because I was trying to solve every type of possible pain out there, right? Yeah, uh, I couldn't narrow it down for anyone. 
-hmm. because what yeah. if someone had this problem and another person well the right. clinic has taught me that oh i can i can really narrow this down because it's yes. a common pattern of issues that are okay. causing pain in everyone okay. and so that's the beauty of the home programs versus the books now I, there's it's right. all still videos but uh it's just more streamlined so i yeah like one exercise will fix three things uh -huh. instead of okay. one for one thing in the books yeah you know yeah yeah oh no absolutely which which makes a lot of sense because typically it's the old what is it the 3060 rule or whatever whatever they call that the 9010 rule or whatever where you can figure out something or some some answers to things and you can actually give answers to the majority with the with the smallest number of actual answers oh, right? okay rather than the than the um than trying to cover everybody yeah and and there's going to be a small a small percentage that right. are in all that that you know yeah other yeah. part but you can cover like you know two-thirds or three-quarters of it with this much absolutely uh, and, and that's that exactly to everything talk about systems yeah. issues i mean that that's yes. that's where that yeah. comes from yeah absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. So it's a lot, it's a lot faster and it's a lot more successful. It typically, is. It is. Because people don't have to start going, you know, through a book like this, trying to find something that applies to them. Right. Right. Just, yeah. just case in point, uh -huh. the knee locking, the knee unlocking uh -huh. tip I, we started with, uh -huh. right. That not only helps back pain, but it'll help hip, knee and foot oh, pain yeah. as well as plantar fasciitis. And we don't need to go into all the reasons why that might help all of those things. But I use that technique to solve uh -huh. a lot of things because what it does basically in a nutshell is it gets the lower body system to start working the way it was designed to work. Mm -hmm. it, it's not designed to work with you locking your knees when you're walking. That's not how you're supposed to be walking. Mm -hmm. And so no one in my clinic would mm -hmm. leave if they have any injury from the rib cage down to the foot. No one would leave without us teaching them how to walk correctly because it's so integral to pain. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. And it's much simpler than you think. And you can't walk correctly unless you learn how to unlock your knees. So if you can learn how to unlock your knees in the next uh -huh. three days, you're way ahead of the game. Yeah. No, no. I, I I need to learn how to do something because as I say, I I trip over, you know, cracks in the sidewalk, just mm -hmm. um, you know, where the sidewalk's off. Yeah. Um my my husband spends more time, I think, watching to make sure I'm not falling so he can grab me. <laughs> And I start yeah. to go down. <laughs> so I, I wanted to, if you don't mind, Susan, I want to address uh, this idea of changing habits. Okay. So, please. and I'm going to, I want everyone to go through a little experiment with me. So okay. I want you all to grasp your fingers together as if you're praying. So go ahead and do this. Now look down and see which thumb is on top. Is it your left or right? Left for you. Okay. Now, without looking at your hands, what I'd like you to do is ungrasp them and then clasp them again with the opposite thumb and finger on top. Oh, okay, okay. All right, now, a lot of people had to look down at their hand to make sure that they did that correctly. Uh, Are you sure you did that correctly, Susan? Yes, got the right okay, one on top. Okay, good. So. Now, keep your hand in this position. Uh -huh. So you'll notice that this feels weird, right? A little bit, a little bit, it's, yeah. It's different than what you normally would do, which is having the left thumb on top, Uh huh. right? So what often we do is our brain sends out an alarm. When something is different than the way we've always done it, your brain sends out this alert and alarm that says, whoa, something's changed here. And often what we do is we judge it as being wrong because uh -huh. it's different. 
But this is exactly what I'm talking about. Locking your knees straight isn't different. That's your normal way of doing things. But now you know that it is co contributing to your pain, right? Right. Uh -huh. Unlocking the knees is unnatural. Uh -huh. And your brain is going to send out alarm signals that say, wait, 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 this is all weird. No, 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 no. Don't do it. Because you're going to, it's good. You're going to judge the difference as being uh -huh. wrong. Right. But you don't know whether it's wrong or not, because that difference could mean the difference in your pain, but your brain doesn't know that yet. Uh -huh. Only your body will tell you that. So when you're changing habits, have patience. And just because the brain is sending out these alerts that say, whoa, something's different, something's different, it doesn't mean that it's bad. Okay. It just means that it's different. It's going to take you a day or two <coughs> to understand mm -hmm. really whether that's a bad change or a good, okay. good change. Right. Uh -huh. So I, I just wanted to alert people to that. <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> I got so involved in it, I <clears throat> swallowed and I went down the wrong way. Um, <laughs> not the coffee, but me. Mm -hmm. um no that make that makes a lot of sense that makes a lot of sense and i'm assuming and i may be wrong if i do start bending my knees that i will pick up my feet more that's what i'm hoping yeah. because right now <laughs> when you're when you're locking your knees your mm -hmm. feet don't have many opportunities to do anything other than just uh, slap on the ground but when okay. your knees are softer now you'll mm -hmm. notice that you're you have more opportunities you have more options for how your foot can interact with the ground now Okay. Okay. And if, if I pay more attention to picking up my feet, will my knees unlock along with it? Well, the knees unlocking has more to, ha that happens when you strike your foot on the ground. Okay. All right. So okay. of course, when okay. you're picking up your knees more, the knees are going to bend more, right? But it, that's not what we care about. What we care right. about is when that foot strikes the ground, because now that foot is carrying your whole body weight. Right. And if your knee is locked at that point, your whole lower body system has missed its opportunity to function correctly. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Well, I'll try it. Okay. I'm, I'm game. It works. I have no doubt. I have, I have, I trust you implicitly. That's, you know, I just mm -hmm. need to start doing it. And I, and I actually, I actually am aware of that. And I do think about it when I'm standing, just not necessarily when I'm walking. So that's what I need to do is switch my awareness. Yeah. Yeah. Because if I stand for too long and my knees are locked, that's, oh, that gets painful. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Okay. I'll try it. I'll let you know. <laughs> so what other, what, that, that sounds like a really basic one. What mm -hmm. about for people who already unlock their, their knees, you know, like a lot of men, like I was saying. Um, who still have back pain? Is there something else that is it? Is it maybe the way they're sleeping or their mattress or their? Yeah, know, so I'm just guessing. <laughs> so everything always comes down to why you're having back pain. Okay. Right. Uh -huh. So first, do the test at the beginning of the podcast that we talked about. Right. To determine, oh, my back feels better with my knees bent. Okay. Mm -hmm. That means then that something I'm doing during the day is causing my back to arch more. And okay. that's what's contributing to my back pain. Okay. Right? So uh -huh. unlocking the knees is just one of them. But the key here is that I can't be in charge of your life for you. Right? You can't? Oh, You have damn. to be in charge. Okay. Yeah. And that's why it's called fixing you. It's you fixing you, not me fixing you. Right? Okay. Got it. So 
you, you have to learn to think about as long as you believe that something you're doing mm -hmm. is contributing to or causing mm -hmm. your pain, mm -hmm. then you have the tools to solve it. And my programs and my books give you the way to think about it, as well okay. as the specific exercises to do uh -huh. to, to solve it. Right. But in terms of this podcast, that one test at the very beginning, mm -hmm. that should be enough for you to start investigating your life. Mm -hmm. And, and notice whether, oh, I'm sitting with my back arched. What happens mm -hmm. if I sit with my back less arched? Or, mm. oh yeah, when I sleep this way, my back feels arched. What can I do to get my back not to arch as much? Yeah. It's as simple as that. It's mm -hmm. so simple. But okay. I've worked out all of these little permutations throughout these last 25 years. So yeah. I can speed things up for people, right? Yeah, yeah. But if, if, you, if, you, know, if you wanna be your own investigator, this basic test, will give you a lot to go off of. Mm -hmm. And then also, you know, I talked earlier about that side bending problem, right? Yeah. With the, with the pelvis higher and the rib cage lower. So here's how it shows up on a person. If this has been around for a while and you, mm -hmm. what you'll notice is have someone take a picture of your back with your shirt off. Okay. okay? And mm -hmm. what you'll see is on the side of the side bending problem, you'll see a bigger crease in the back oh, than on the other side. And okay. if you see that bigger crease on one side of your back versus the other, it means that you've got a side bending problem. Okay. All right. And what do we okay. say about side bending problems? The side bending problem is happening because of some problem in the same side leg. So you can start thinking about this. All uh -huh. right. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, that old knee pain. Well, uh, that side bending problem is happening because mm -hmm. you're walking differently on that leg versus okay. the other leg. Okay. So notice how you're walking yeah and start fixing it compare the two legs oh yeah, yeah when i walk on this side i'm doing this and when i'm walking on the other side i'm doing this what if i just don't do that on that side bending side oh yeah and lo and behold in a few days my pain is decreased 50 percent uh-huh uh-huh right no so you're oh, yeah. now just starting to use your body more symmetrically and the way mm -hmm. it was designed to be used okay. it can be that simple susan okay okay I'll have to I'll have to try that. I know that that actually when I sleep, I have a, a you know, not not big pillow, but a fairly kind of flat pillow that I put under my knees. Mm -hmm. And when I get on my side, I put it in between my knees. Mm -hmm. And I've been doing that for decades, probably. Yeah. Um, so and that was because be my back was you know, arching flat. when your legs yeah. are straight. Right. Uh -huh. yeah. So you, and that's perfectly a perfectly fine solution if you're content with that. But we can also solve the reason your back is arching too much when your legs are straight. Okay. So you don't have to use the pillow. Okay. But if you're happy using the pillow and that's, and that's all the problem that you have is while you're sleeping and this pillow solves it, then why not just use the pillow? But if you, if you're having that back pain happen other times of the day, mm -hmm. then you might want to think about solving the forces that are pulling mm. the back into an arch excessively in the first place. Hmm. Then you won't okay. need the pillow and then you yeah. won't need any of the other things that you're doing throughout the day. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't have, I have intermittent back pain. When it rises to the level yeah. that you're going to say, I've got to do something about that. Then believe it or not, you're going to do something about it. Yeah. And, yeah. and oh, so no. that's where my programs yeah. come in. But if it's not at yeah. that level where you're just like, yeah, it's intermittent. Yeah. It's no big deal. Then why change your whole life unless you have some major episode and this is a mm -hmm. recurring thing that's really bothering you? Yeah. Yeah. No, I have, um, 
like I say, the, my, the biggest thing that bothers me is not picking my feet up. And just because of the ramifications of that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, sure. And the other thing is that, that my right shoulder is lower than my left shoulder. Are you right hand dominant? I am. I also, I also broke my collarbone. Well, um, a right shoulder three years lower ago, a, and it was after that. that on that a right-hand dominant person, okay. the right shoulder should be lower. Okay. Okay. So that's not necessarily a, a bad thing. A bad thing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, like I say, it it's it got more noticeable after after I broke the collarbone. Sure. Pro primarily because it was that right before COVID, and I couldn't get in to get physical therapy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it was all over Zoom and that was worthless. <laughs> I help I help a lot of people through Zoom. Oh no, I'm sure, I'm sure. And, and this was, is this this is the yeah. thing: component thinking. Uh -huh. It's hard to solve pain through a Zoom session. Mm -hmm. Systems thinking, mm -hmm. very successful <laughs> with okay. Zoom sessions. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I just never. It it, it it's just never come back totally. Mm -hmm. You know, and and again, if it rose to the level that mm -hmm. you felt that it needed to come back totally, then I'm uh -huh. sure you would do something about it, right? Yeah, every once in a while I start looking. Um, yeah. Usually after I do a Zoom call because then I'm seeing myself and I'm like, ah, oh, God, there's my shoulder. Right. <laughs> again, right. I get well, I get this way. Right. Now you can give yourself <laughs> uh, a little, you know, leeway because that shoulder is supposed to be a little lower. So. Don't okay. beat yourself up okay. too much. Yeah, no, 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 no. That's true. That's true. It's just, a, it's a little more than a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're all different. But that's okay. That's okay. So let me ask you one more thing, because we're, sure. we're been, been going on for a little while now. Uh -huh. um, a lot of people do not stand up straight, mm -hmm. right? They've got their, their especially as They're they get older, over. they yes. start to hunch over. I would think that that's not, I don't want to use the word normal, because that's obviously is the normal, but that that doesn't necessarily have to be together. Well, this, this ties in perfectly with what we've been talking about. Okay. So I'll, I'll explain that. Uh-huh. So if you have pain because your back is arching too much, uh-huh. right? How do you get out of that pain? Uh, you lean forward. By flexing the back. Right. So the people who are hunching, for, hunching forward are uh -huh. trying to get out of their pain because if they try to get up, they're going to say, oh, but that kills my back. Yeah. All right. So that's what's go that's why they're doing that. So okay. what they're doing is this is an unnatural way to solve that problem, though. Okay. You're right. It's not a normal way of walking or going through life like this, right? <laughs> yeah. Why don't we instead solve the reasons that your back is too arched? Okay. Or that it hurts to to be up straight. You can uh -huh. solve those. So uh, that's what's going on with bending over walking. Most okay. of these people are, okay. if you get them to not do that, it's going to kill their back. Ah. All right. And that's why mm -hmm. you see people leaning on the shopping carts, pushing them forward like this, okay. bending over because okay. it feels so much better for their back. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So this is another one of those things. Well, if you're content walking around like this, bent over, mm -hmm. then you need go no further. You know, if, if you're happy yeah. doing this in life, yeah. who am I to say, change something. But if you're not happy walking around looking like this, uh -huh. then why don't you now change the reasons why you have to walk around like that okay. so that you can be up taller, uh -huh. right? Yeah. So that's that's yeah. what's going on with that phenomenon. And okay. it plays right into that whole 
excessive arching test that we did uh, at the very beginning. Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. My back hurts yeah. when it arches. Because I noticed some some um, again, especially older people, but they've they it's like they're got they've gone down, right? And it's not necessarily that they're hunching over this way. They just seem to be, um, you know, hunched a little bit, but not a lot, but more like Com down, compressed, they've gotten shorter. Yeah, they got yes. shorter. Well, our discs, you know, degenerate mm -hmm. as we okay. age, right? Okay. So we lose significant height when that happens. Okay. Okay. And that's a normal process. This is another thing is that a lot of older people, they'll go in, they'll have back pain. They're going to go into their doctor. They're going to get their MRI and they're going to see all these structural things that are going on to their backs uh -huh. and, and assume that, that those things are what the things are that are causing their pain. But there are studies that show as we get older, we have more and more of these structural changes with no pain at all. Yeah, right. Right. So yeah, the a lot structural of these people don't, know, does, don't have any that I know. Yeah. yeah. So the structural change does not mean that that is the cause of your pain. Those uh, changes are natural as we age, just like the disc degeneration. Yeah. You know, arthritic okay. changes, all sorts of things. Okay. That's all natural. It doesn't mean that that's where your pain's coming from. Got it. Okay. So it's not necessarily something where if I see it in somebody, I should I should be boy, you you really you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they wouldn't be pleased to hear that. No, no, they aren't. That's why I usually don't say anything. <laughs> yeah. Again, it all goes back to, you know, there's this, my family kind of has a saying, the, the, let's see, oh, well, I can't remember it, but <laughs> it's funny. I haven't said this for so long, but basically when something rises to the level, you know, to, to stay this way is just too painful. That's right. You're going to make that change. Come up. But until you rise to that level. Yeah. You're going to let it all just go. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I, my right. neighbor across the street, get older. Yeah. my neighbor across the street, Susan, walks just like you were bent oh, over. Okay. I've uh -huh. talked to her several times. Hey, I can help you with this. We can solve this. Right. Yeah. She refuses to take action on it. Okay. Okay. That's her choice. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, no, exactly. Exactly. And I just, um, I mean, I know even myself at my age, I've, I've, I've lost like half an inch. Mm -hmm. you know um and and others you know because i know a lot of people that are older <laughs> in their 70s say for instance or or 80s and mm -hmm. and i can see that they're shrinking mm -hmm. sure it's you know. a natural phenomenon yeah yeah okay okay just curious yeah. Figured I got an expert here. I was I was right. going to ask, right? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I will keep my mouth shut. <laughs> no. Uh, you know, if someone's complaining about something, oh, yeah. no, no. then you don't have to keep your mouth shut. But right. if right. they're not complaining, then no, no, not complaining. Yeah. None of them, men and women. So yeah, yeah. Interesting, interesting. You know, because I know that never even occurred to me. Huh. Okay. Well, that's a that's a that's an eye opener. So good. Thank you. That that's my uh, pleasure. <laughs> that makes this program even more valuable. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> so, um, okay. Well, any last things that you'd like to just, you know, either reinforce or, you know, whatever, you know. Yeah, a couple, a couple things. Uh, one is, you know, I, I run into a lot of people because I tend to focus on people with chronic pain. I run into a lot of people who think that they're broken. Because they've been to a myriad of practitioners, mm. no mm. solutions, surgeries, all sorts of mm. things. But I'm telling you, no one has probably looked at you from a systems point of view 
as crazy as it sounds, mm -hmm. they haven't. And this mm -hmm. is probably why you still have chronic pain. So you're not broken. Okay. You just haven't had the right information yet. And okay. then the second thing is, if you decide to, you know, if you want to look into my home programs, go to uh -huh. www.rickolderman.com. Okay. Type in fixing you, all one word, for 20% okay. off. Got and then also I have an upcoming book coming out in 2023 that you can pre-order. Uh -huh. uh, and they are case studies from the last 25 years of me practicing oh. that illustrate these principles that we've been talking about okay. on this podcast. Okay. And so you can see my thinking and how I approach all sorts of different types of aches and pains. Uh -huh. okay. My hope in writing the book is to give people hope that they can solve their pain. There yeah. you go. No, I think that's, I think that's great. Um, all of that. Totally. So um, I appreciate it. I'm going to go, go check out your website for sure. And as I said, and I'll there's put some free all... stuff on there too. Well, we all love that, right? Yeah. Um, and I will, um, what was I going to say? Anyways, so it, they'll all be in the show notes as okay. well. So people don't have to start scribbling Great. or stopping the podcast and write part of it and go on back mm -hmm. to the podcast. <laughs> I know right. that part well. <laughs> so, um, well, thanks anyways. for having me on, Susan. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for being here. It's, it's, it's been very valuable to me and I'm sure it's going to be very valuable to other people. So I do right. appreciate it. And, and I appreciate your, um, what's the right word? Your feeling that, that this is a very important thing for people to learn. That's going to make their lives better. Mm -hmm. And you're not, you're not, you know, not, not that you don't want to make a living, but you're not, I get from you that you're not, you're doing this because you want to help people. Oh Yeah. And let them and let them help themselves. Yeah, it's time to get the word well. out. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. So, let me uh, let me finish and wrap up here by saying that um, this is not medical advice, and even though we have a physical, a registered physical, or licensed physical therapist on us, we're not doctors. And this, again, is not medical advice. So if you are having any kind of issues, please go see a doctor and or somebody that's like Rick if it's a back problem. And uh, with that, I will say what I always say, which is that I will be talking to everybody next week. This has been Healthy Tips After 50 with Susan Rosen. To stay on the cutting edge of the most effective health strategies, subscribe to this podcast and let us know what you thought of the show with a comment or like on iTunes. Visit HealthyTipsAfter50.com for this episode's show notes, more resources, and free offers.